And let's uh, finish our show this week, Dr. Cole, with um, some NFL injury news, all right? Last week, in week six of the NFL season, game between Seattle and Cleveland, Will Disley, the Seahawks' tight end, um, another devastating blow. He suffered an Achilles injury in their matchup against the Cleveland Browns, from what I understand, a non-contact injury. And Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks, says uh, he'll miss the remainder of the season unless something miraculous happens. It's a second season-ending injury for Disley in as many years. He suffered a torn patella tendon in his right knee in week four of his rookie season. This now is in his left knee. You know, what's interesting about this injury, first of all, it's devastating having an Achilles injury. You and I know we've seen these in almost every Every professional sport uh, recently, this year, you know, we had an NBA uh, uh, disaster, and, and this is very potentially very similar. But what's interesting in with him is that he has a history of having a patella tendon injury, and it's it's not uncommon for people to have this condition of what we call tendinopathy, which you know has to do with the biology of the tendon, and to have two major injuries like that. A patella tendon is hard enough to get back from, also equally devastating tends tends to happen in this age group. Uh, but an Achilles injury is of almost a very similar type of injury, different tendons. One tears at the muscle tendon junction, the Achilles, the patella tendon comes off the bone. But it, it, it begs the question, is there some inherent risk or biologic aspect of someone when they tear two of the strongest tendons in the body, you know? Even though they're opposite legs. Yeah, well, one, yeah, they're opposite legs, and they're, one's up at the knee and one's down by the foot and ankle. So it's an interesting, uh, uh, yet potentially troublesome issue. Uh, and, you know, not that you can do much about it, but it would be fascinating to get a better understanding of how many professional athletes actually tear more than one major tendon in different locations. Because uh, I, I, when that happens, it, it sort of raises some, some eyebrows and it makes you wonder if there's any sort of predisposition or is this just really bad luck. But you got to feel awful for the guy, and uh, this is, uh, these can be very challenging things to recover from. And what's the recovery time? I would think a torn Achilles would take longer than a torn patella tendon. Well, if it's a you know, they can both be season ending, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, this can be these can be. Is Achilles to, usually yeah. a year? Yeah, it's about a year. And um, it's, you've done it, the torn patella a lot, right? Yeah, we you know the same thing. We've tra- treated a number of those. Um, I, I think they're both pretty challenging, to be honest. I would say that in general, an Achilles is probably harder to get back from a patella tendon, but they're both really tough injuries, and uh, they're right up there with some of the more challenging ones to predictably get someone back. You know, going back to um, the uh, Chicago Marathon, all right, uh, what were some of the most common injuries you saw through the doors of Midwest Orthopedics at Rush? Yeah, we had a couple of stress fractures, mostly foot and ankle stuff. We had uh, some individuals who come in with swollen knees who had never had a swollen knee before after, you know, when you run that much mileage, uh, it's an overuse phenomenon where they just get a swelling in the knee. It isn't necessarily an injury, but there's so much repetitive load, and most people train up to 18, 19 miles are not doing the full run. And oh, there's a that's fundamental, a key then. Right. There's a fundamental difference. You go beyond 18 miles. So uh, I, it was a lot of stuff that will get better if they – put it this way. If they were made to wait a week, and I'm sure many of them were, uh, a week or more, most of them probably would have gotten better. They're just repetitive use-type things that – won't let lead to you know some significant time off things like that they get better is one of your takeaways then uh, when you're preparing for a marathon uh, prepare with the full marathon length? well I don't you know I would say that's not generally part of uh, the traditional training program really you know? I, I mean yeah. you're telling me they usually do 18 19 miles and they They're, go out and do 26 yeah I mean they may 
they they may dabble up to that, you know, but typically 20 to 22 miles would not be uncommon, but doing the full marathon, they kind of wait for the the real event. Wow. That's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. I mean, it's like me yeah. doing three preparing for a 10-mile run. I couldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't know. Once you get to the 18, 20, 22-mile range, then the adrenaline and the whole event sort of carries you as long as you pace yourself right. Um, but you thus know, these the are tried though. true. Thus the injuries, right? Yeah, I think that saying. has a lot to do with it. And I think there's a competitive side where people come out of the gates differently when they're in the real race versus when they're training. So the key is to keep that pace up up to the 18, 20, 22 miles and not reinvent yourself when you go out and do the marathon because I think that's when people get out of their get out of their sort of physical comfort zone. All right, we got to run. Thanks so much to our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer, as always, Tracy Tarr. Also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith, who ran in the marathon. She's our office coordinator from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to us on Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website, one final time, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Up next on The Score, Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Talk with you again next Saturday, a brand-new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly at 8 a.m. only on 670 The Score.